0: Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, joined today by Glenn Beck, Jason Buttrell, and Mr. Andrew Heaton. Thank Hello. you guys so much for joining us. Sure. Uh, Glenn, what was the top story for you today? The top
1: story today for me is going to be a story that nobody really is paying attention to. It is a Native American man in a guy named uh, in, a guy, in a hospital named St. Joseph's in Tucson, and he is literally being starved to death by the hospital. Um, because he had an accident two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and you will not believe the inhumane treatment that we are accepting as a nation now. Mm.
0: All right, Jason.
1: Um, I feel like every
2: time I come on here, I'm talking about Venezuela, it seems like, over the past couple mm. of weeks. But I can't stop because every time you think it's going to die down or you know, the craziness is not going to ramp up, it gets crazier. And uh, it's, uh, it started on Friday with some really nutty news, but it's true. And it's
3: continuing through this week, so I'll lay it all out for you.
0: All right, can't wait to dig into that. Andrew?
3: I'm going to talk about two of my favorite subjects, booze and power.
0: <laughs> I'm listening, I'm listening, all right.
1: That's one of my favorite subjects.
0: <laughs> a lot to get into. Before we do that, I want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. Uh, Glenn, I know that you were a little bit reluctant to work with any kind of Mortgaging. Well. I still
1: am. I don't I don't do any mortgage. Um, I do commercials for all kinds of people all over the country and I will not do any mortgage company except this one. Um, and that's not because of any agreement. It's just because of these guys I know I've seen them in the worst of times. I saw how they weathered. I saw how they treat customers and I believe in them. I, I don't believe in a lot of mortgage companies um, because I think they're just trying to sell you. Uh, for instance, bank what I got my mortgage company this is years ago I signed on it and and they were oh we can do that mortgage for you and stuff and soon as I mean literally my pen came up from signing my name and the loan officer said to me you realize you're never going to sell that house no yes and I was like what why would you they wanted to sell the loan they wanted to sell the loan and they thought it was kind of cute and funny I didn't These guys uh, are on the straight and narrow. They don't get kickbacks from the banks. And if you need a mortgage, they're the people to go see.
0: And they're not commission-based, which I think is huge. So they're not in it for themselves to make a dollar. They really want to do uh, what's best for you. You can go to AmericanFinancing.net, or you can call 800-906-2440. All right, Glenn.
1: Yesterday, I'm going to church, and I get an email from a a friend... Of a mother, of a boy, he's, you know, I think he's 30, who's now in a hospital, in, um, in St. Saint, Saint Joseph's Hospital in Tucson, Arizona. He had a stroke on, uh, I think, the 1st of January or the 31st of December. There he is. Um, that's what he looked like just two and a half weeks ago. This is what the hospital has done to him now. Gosh. Mm. Now, if you see, do you have any other pictures? If you have pictures of him with his legs, look at, look at, wow. he hasn't eaten or had any water because the hospital says, you know what? His brain is too far gone. He's, uh, he's really not responsive. And so we're going to not feed him or give him any hydration.
0: And he's in a coma, right? He had a stroke, no, and then he was
1: in a coma? no, no, no. Well, he was in a coma, okay. but he's out of the coma. He woke up from the and coma. he is—he is not communicating except with his hands and his feet. Okay. And you know, his family will say something, and he'll—he'll he'll do that. Um, well, that's enough to me to say. Wait, the brain is a is something that um, expands and and is inflamed after an injury. It needs time to settle down and to heal. They have him. They they look at him and say, "Oh well, he's too far gone. We're going to stop feeding him." They don't even tell the family. They don't even tell the family. Why
0: is that not illegal?
1: I, I don't know. I, and I I my guess is the reason why this is happening is because of universal health care is on its way. Single payer health care because the system doesn't work without it. And so the insurance companies know nobody's going to stop us from doing this because this is what we're going to do anyway. This is what you do under universal health care. If this would have happened just five years ago, everyone would be reporting on this and the politicians would care because the politicians would want some sort of socialized health care. And they would say people are starving to death and they are killing him because of insurance money. Because the insurance company doesn't want to pay for it. But now the insurance company and the hospitals are all in it together with the government. There's nobody to call. Yeah. And so this is happening all over the country. I talked to Bobby Schindler today about this case. They have somebody that they can transfer to another hospital. They are asking for donations at their GoFundMe. If we have the GoFundMe uh, page, could we just put that link there on the screen? Um, get it up there in a second. Uh, but they have GoFundMe page to help pay for it. But here's a guy that is, has two children, was totally healthy, was, was a you know, good, healthy guy, has a stroke. His daughters are still trying to unwind from, wait, 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 what's happening? His family is still trying to unwind. There is something to be said for, slow the process down. We don't just off people. But that's what we're doing. And I I hope that people are calling the Archdiocese of Tucson because it is a Catholic hospital. Uh, I don't know if they answer to the Archdiocese, but at least the bishop there might be able to lead a protest or lead something and beg for time because the family will put him in hospice or in care elsewhere where he can have a chance to heal. That's all they're asking for. Give his brain a chance to heal.
0: Yeah. Uh, it just feels like we're kind of in a crisis now um, as far as valuing life is concerned because we've got, you know, the new law in New York uh, that allows you to uh, abort babies up until birth. And, you know, you've got Vermont uh, you know, it's signaling that they don't believe that Fetuses are people at all, and they don't have any independent rights. More, more
1: importantly, you have people celebrating yes. abortions. Yes. And as I said last week, in the Netherlands, 25% of the people there died from, uh, from um, what do you call it, euthanized. euthanasia. 25% of the population there last year that died was euthanized. And there are euthanizing people that are saying, no, no, I don't want this. This is this is insanity. But this kind of stuff always goes hand in hand with Marxism. The first canary in the coal mine to drop dead is the Jew. When you start hearing anti-Semitic stuff, you know you're probably on the road to a, a Marxist kind of collective state. The next thing, babies and and infirm.
0: Sure. Um, and for those of you who are listening on the podcast and cannot see, we have that GoFundMe up. It is gofundme.com slash uh, David Ruiz II for David Ruiz the II. I do also want to just bring into the conversation, and I want Jason and Andrew, I want you guys to, to come into this conversation. But I also don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, we've got all of this going on devaluing life, and then we've got. Uh, I know, Glenn, I talked to you about this last week. We've got, you know, a 10-year-old boy who killed himself because Mm -hmm. his classmates were bullying him over the fact that he had a birth defect and had to have a colostomy bag. Mm -hmm. And he went to school and he was bullied so much for the fact that he had a colostomy bag that he killed himself at 10 years old. I see a a correlation here of, you know, the way that We are valuing life, you know, and how it's reflecting on what we're teaching our children. Andrew, do you want to weigh in?
3: Um, I mean, I think that there's—I I, I see the bullying thing. I didn't follow that story. I, I think there's a, a tremendous amount of anger and bile in the current culture. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you get into things like social media, and I imagine that probably factored into it, there's some kind of filter that we have when we're talking with one another mm-hmm. face-to-face that doesn't happen. So, if like, for for kids that are uh, on social media in high school, I do not envy them. I would not want to go through that. Um, I don't know— I don't know if I, if I think it's necessarily correlated with a, a decline in appreciation of life, because I think that person taking their life is kind of a different scenario.
1: I think, hang on just a second, on that, though, I think that there is something to be said with the actual having to look at people in the eye. We used to say as kids, and I told them, and they'd say, did you say that? And you'd be like, no, no, yeah. okay? Yeah. But now you do say that because you don't have to look at people because
3: yeah. face. You, you'll, you'll, emails tend to be a little bit more snippy than mm-hmm. face-to-face conversation because we've got that that we've got some kind of the, the the monkey part of my brain doesn't understand that when I'm on a computer I'm looking at a piece of glass yeah um,
0: but I think our kids are sponges too right so they're seeing how we're interacting with people you yeah know? And I think whether there's... it be on social media or not I think they're still paying attention and- and that they don't have the filter that we have. Yeah,
3: I think that's true. And I, I think that there's a, there, there is just this kind of groundswell of hate. I mean, we, we talked about the MAGA Hat Boys last week. I mean, I, I, I think that we're kind of—it's almost like we get up every week and we're like, okay, our job this week is to find a monster and drown it. And there's this, like, kind of catharsis that we want to do. But uh, before I forget, I, I wanted to ask, though, because I've not followed this story very closely, and I, far be it for me to inveigh against the free market. I'm a free marketer. However— He's, he, this, this guy's in a Catholic hospital, at a private hospital. Why would that be
1: uh, emblematic of socialized health care or of single-payer health care? Don't know. Don't know if it is. I, I'm, I'm guessing the ones that I have seen in the past in America always boil down to money. Yes. Okay? Whether it's private or not, it just boils down to, you're going to cost too much money. Out. Um, I will tell you that I don't think the insurance companies, they're not afraid anymore. Okay, They were afraid of bad publicity, but they're not afraid really of bad publicity anymore because they are in bed with Obamacare and the government and the hospital. Thing. its It's all juiced for everybody to make money now, and everybody's in it. So you don't have those. You still have the evil insurance corporations, but you don't have... The the will or the um, the 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 politician that wants to take them on and take them down. You don't have that anymore. Uh, and that's only going to get worse as we go more and more towards single payer health care.
0: I'd also like to add really quickly, I'm not sure if we have confirmation that he was on an insurance policy, but I see this um, in my background is in insurance Um, I see this happening usually when the patient has no insurance. So it's the hospital then making the decision, okay, we know we're not going to get reimbursed by the insurance company, so this is all basically free treatment at this point, right? So then it's the hospital making a decision based on cost that we don't want to keep this patient alive because we know it's going to cost us X amount and we're not getting reimbursed by anyone. And here's
1: the weird thing. Normally, you will take out the feeding tube. Uh, sorry, the uh, breathing tube. And the breathing tube will you'll either get well from that or you'll die. That is breathing is, you know, assisted life, but not food and water, at in, in least in most people's minds. They left the breathing tube in. And the question is, why? Why wouldn't you try to take the breathing tube out, and if he dies on his own, then he dies on his own? Why would you keep his breathing going and then starve him to death? Yeah, yeah That is bizarre.
0: Jason, I want to bring you into the conversation.
2: I'm just, it's uh, When you said Tucson, I was just waiting for you to say Tucson, United Kingdom, or something like that. Because I just cannot believe that is what's happening here. My, my, my first question is, because, like Andrew, I haven't really followed the story that much. But has there been, what's the, what's the legal situation right now?
1: Legal situation, they're trying to get, uh, the mother has guardianship, but she's trying to get him released. I said yesterday, because, look, this story isn't even out until today. We, I think we were the first national story on it, uh, national uh, voice on it. Um, I yesterday said, if you can get to New Jersey, there is, that's the only state that I know of in the union that doesn't consider food and water to be extraordinary means. If you can get him there. Let's get him there. If you need an airplane or whatever, we'll do it. They think he's too fragile to move. They're just trying to get him. She met this morning at nine with the doctors. I haven't heard yet, but she was just trying to get him hydrated. Just please get some liquid into my son. Then let's get some food into him and get him a little more healthy because he's completely unresponsive now.
2: But the courts aren't, aren't stepping in, are they? And saying, no. So then it's literally just a case of convenience. It's not convenient for the hospital to pay for this if the insurance company is not going to cover on it. With their life. That is so ridiculous. I mean, it's, and it's the same, you know. It's the same, you know, th- issue that they'll have with late-term ab- abortions. So, literally, they'll, they'll be able to do that because of convenience. They'll say something else because of health reasons or whatever, but they'll argue emotional state. They'll do it for it'll be for convenience. I mean, I mean it's
0: written right there in the law. I mean, so they don't even well, have to stretch. They just anything. in the
1: Netherlands, they, they they it's part of the law. You cannot you cannot request uh, assisted suicide if you're if you're suicidal or depressed. Okay. Um, if you're suicidal and depressed and you're otherwise healthy, no, we can't, we can't do it. They just changed that. There was a 30-year-old man who, uh, 31, he had been depressed his whole life. Um, and he went to a doctor and he said, I want to end my life because there's no reason for me to live. And I've always felt this way. He'd been to a million doctors. He is a depressive. Nothing was working for him. His parents said, yes, he shouldn't be killed. Well, psychiatrists said, wait a minute, you can't kill somebody who is depressed. They killed him anyway. Against the law, they killed him anyway. And now the hospitals are banding together to try to get all psychiatrists cut out of that loop uh, for a diagnosis of of, uh, euthanasia. Are you kidding me now you're going to take the 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 mental people out and say no if if there's if it's a mental uh, uh, reason no psychiatrist can look at this we'll decide it's insanity once you start down this road it gets darker and darker and darker and I warn you if we don't stand together on this now we will do worse things than have ever been done before because we have the technology to do it quickly.
0: All right, back in a minute. Uh, We actually just got an update on uh, David Ruiz's situation. But before we get into that, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So a lot of Americans right now are in a lot of pain, like all the time. Right, Um, You might be getting that age where just everything hurts or you may have been in some sort of car accident. Like me, I was in an accident and hurt a bunch. I have a bunch of protruding discs in my spine, which feels awesome. Let me tell you. All the time. Yeah, all All, the time. time. Uh, Glenn, I know you um, had an affliction. that. We all
1: have our our own thing. Arthritis, just everyday pain. We all have it. Inflammation is the big enemy. And if you can get rid of inflammation... A lot of your pain goes away. Um, And so what does this do? Relief factor takes away inflammation. It has four main ingredients. It's 100% natural, and uh, it reduces inflammation. 70% of the people who take it go on to order more month after month. I'm one of those. That means 30% who take it, they're out 20 bucks. It didn't work. But how much is getting out of pain worth to you? Yeah. Get it, out of pain.
0: It is life-changing. You can order your three-week quick start pack now for $19.95 by going to relieffactor.com. All right. So the update that we just got from uh, one of our writers, Mike, on the David Ruey situation. So he just got off the phone with one of his advocates, and he told us that today the hospital has agreed to keep giving him hydration. And tomorrow they will start giving him nutrients again until he is stable enough to move to New Jersey.
1: I don't know if that was this show, but this show is the only one that's talked about it because nobody knew about it yesterday. Um, but the press release was sent out this morning. We spoke about it this morning. Bobby Schindler uh, arrived uh, last night. And for them to completely reverse themselves is a miracle.
2: Okay, So this is just ridiculous. So for two weeks... This guy's life has not been an issue for them. They're like, okay, screw it. We're just going to let him go because they can't pay for it, more or less. But then all of a well, sudden... Well, I
0: just want to clarify. They would likely never admit to that. Because in the past, it's never been that, they, that the hospital would just admit
1: no, they, they, we're making
0: this decision based on cost. They, but that's what, what it turns out to be.
1: They said that it's because he'd have no quality of life. Mm-hmm. And he said they're, they, he, they spoke to the mom uh david's mom and said you don't know what life is going to be like for a guy who is this athletic and this strong and blah 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 and for him to then come back out of this his life is just going to be horrible well that's not for you to decide i know a guy literally with no arms and no legs he he does he's a motivational speaker he drags himself out on stage literally Mm rolls out on stage and like an inchworm comes up to the microphone which is laying on the floor and he looks at the crowd and his first word is so what's your problem (laughs) that guy's happy married has kids don't talk to me about my choices in life some people some people make it some people don't
0: uh, so we will make sure to keep you guys updated on the latest with this case. And remember, you can go to the uh, the GoFundMe. It's GoFundMe.com slash David-Ruiz-II.
1: And we will have an update on that. We're going to talk to his mother tomorrow morning on radio.
0: On Glenn Radio. All right. Be sure to tune into that. Jason, what's going on in Venezuela? Is it fixed yet?
1: It's,
2: it's all done. Yay. They're
0: all good. Yeah. Yeah. All going on yeah. vacation. Yeah. Is the Caracas. <laughs> yeah. Disney World
3: Caracas. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah, so th- this just a real quick update. It started last week. Uh, the entire world pretty much came out in support of their now interim president, uh, which I cannot pronounce his name, Guaido, I think. So, I think that's sure. what it is. Yeah, you're good. Um, um, so he is now the recognized interim president for, pre- for pretty much the, the entire world. Uh, with the exception of Russia, China, Iran, Turkey. There's a theme there. Well, yeah, I was like, what do these I have in common? There. Cuba. Uh, yeah, Cuba. Um, uh, some of these are not uh, democracies. Some of these claim to be democracies, but it's this kind of like this further polarization within our own I guess democracy civil war really. Yeah. Any any
1: thugocracy is for,
3: right. for him. Or, or, or any hyphenated democracy. Like <laughs> where it's like, well, it's, it's vertical democracy. That means it's not a real democracy. Right, right. right. Vertical, or anything with a hyphen and it's not real.
2: There is <laughs> there is this kind of like splintering apart of the world. Like this, there's the the side of you know authoritarian you know democracy style democracy like Russia, and more of what you'd call like a liberal based democracy. Um, but th- but that is kind of how the world is splintering apart. Well, um, they had their, a huge rally last week. It was hundreds of thousands. I should have I should have had that shot or the uh, the video to play here because it was insane. Like it, I mean, it literally looked like 500,000 people on the streets of Caracas, but that's how it was all over the country. And these protests were different from the ones that happened a couple years ago, because the, the ones a couple of years ago were, were kind of like the yellow vest in France now. They're like, hey, on Facebook, you want to show up? Yeah, let's all protest because it's fun. Um, that's kind of how they were back in 2017. Well, this time, they started months, uh, months ago. And not only was it between the different organizations within Venezuela, but they were reaching out to people all over the world. They were reaching out to the European Union. They reached out to us. And literally within minutes of the, of this interim president declaring that he was the legitimate president and they were opposing Maduro, every other country, including us that started it, backed this guy. So you know there was a lot of coordination globally going on here. Well, these protests and demonstrations haven't stopped. They've been going on. I think they're now – I think 50 people have been killed. Hundreds have been, have been injured. Um, because tr- Maduro hasn't resigned, he's yeah. still there. He's st- yeah, he's staying defiant. He's he, the, basically the the citizens of Venezuela are waiting for the military to join their cause to jump in with them. Until that happens, they're probably not going to get but what they're they
1: probably want. not going to because they're all making money from uh, from Maduro's. Yeah, he's he's right. propped up by the military,
3: isn't he? Like, wouldn't he? Like, the, the military and Hugo Chavez were buddies, yeah?
2: Yes. Um, but, and and, for,
1: and Spread the wealth with the military if you're a dictator.
2: That's exactly right. Noted. Thank They've, you, Glenn. You're welcome. <laughs> Watch out, Luxembourg. They've been cut in since the very beginning. The richest people are the people in government, like Maduro. Um, and he's cut in the generals into this whole racket. So they have very good reason to stay there because they want to remain millionaires. Um, so the, the interim president has called for new protests to start Wednesday. There's going to be another massive one in two days on Wednesday. There's going to be another massive demonstration on Saturday. Um, this story got even crazier. I think it was last Friday. When they, we said that, you know, all options were on the table. If they move against the protesters, we might get involved militarily, or if they messed with our embassy. Uh, we might get involved militarily. Well, overnight, a cargo plane that landed in Cuba came somewhere uh, from some conflict areas in Eastern Europe and Africa and a couple other places. Guess who? Landed in Cuba and then went from Cuba and landed in Venezuela. There are Russian contractors. they this,
1: this is this is like Russian Blackwater. This this they're, they're called. This is what they, this is what they did in the Ukraine.
0: Okay, I want to I want to leave it on a. Let's leave it on a cliffhanger because we got to take a break so we don't have time to get into it all. So we'll be back with more.
1: Venezuela
3: is just west-west Russia. We can all agree with Venezuela.
0: I know it's a bummer that uh, there will be no State of the Union coverage from us. We had talked about it previously. We were like, yeah, we're going to have State of the Union coverage. And then Nancy Pelosi made sure that that didn't happen. But we are having a special that I think everyone is going to enjoy. It is the Blaze TV's media meltdown taking place tomorrow. It is a special live special uh, episode. It's from 6 to 8 Eastern. And Mr. Glenn Beck will be a big part of it Eric Bowling
1: is hosting hosting us and uh, I was in a meeting today about it and it sounds really really good Um, everybody is I mean everybody we could get on a plane get down here Bill O'Reilly I think is joining us for this as well Uh, it's all tomorrow it's not on television network only online blaze tv.com or uh, on social media live commercial free
2: up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com.
0: Right, Jason, you just got to a, a climax of the story.
2: Listen, it's like it literally is like a Tom Clancy novel. Yeah. I mean, it's what it sounds like. But um, these Russian contractors, Russian contractors right after this whole thing goes down, I think it was on fr- like Friday evening, they land there in Venezuela. And the I just read that, and I was like, "This is stupid. No way. There, there's no possible <laughs> way they would do this." But it's a straight-up confirmed story. They've got multiple sources that are with this contracting group that have confirmed that they have landed there, and their sole responsibility is Maduro's personal security. So everywhere Maduro goes, they're responsible for keeping him safe. Now, this is just like a little insider information that only you get because you're a subscriber to The Blaze TV. But this uh, contracting group, they're the same contracting group that went in and took Crimea. Oh, my. They're the same contracting group that went into eastern Ukraine and helped annex eastern Ukraine. Oh, my. They are deadly. So they're,
0: what could possibly go wrong is the, what you're saying. <laughs>
2: right. They're the, they're the, their, their company's name is The Wagner Group. Um, they 're also the same group that uh, attacked u s forces in Syria I think actually pretty much I think it was actually twelve months t- to this month, and uh, they ended up getting wiped out, of course, because there' u s Marines that were guarding them at the time but, um, but it 's the same group so they 're patrolling in every conflict zone that russia has and they're all is it, uh, coincidentally any time that the Russian government wants to deny that they 're actually engaged, they send the Wagner group now when I was a part of the intelligence community, we actually considered them. Integrated into the actual Ministry of Defense within, uh, within so, Russia. So, These when are, I
3: become dictator of Luxembourg, get the military in, in my pocket and also outsource the really nasty stuff to mercenaries. To, to,
2: yeah, to a mercenary contracting group. Just remember
1: this exactly. the Wagoneer. Just call Jeep and get the Wagoneer group. The Wagoneer group. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so, this is the Wagner group. I was confusing them with the other mercenaries that Putin likes to use, and those are the, the old Chechnyan special forces. Are these Chechenian special forces?
2: There are lots of Chechens in the Wagner group.
1: Remember the ones the, the, that you know go in and make sure everybody knows that who they are. And they uh, remember, I, I thought they came into Ukraine and they just slaughtered people. They're ruthless.
2: Is, is this are you talking about back in 2014, or are you yeah, talking I about so, yeah. before then? I, it could have been. There's like for all, from. There's multiple people within this group, but there's like this very, very bad dudes. They, they've been everywhere where there's been a major conflict, uh, or like I said, a time when they've wanted deniability with the government. Every time that uh, the, uh, anyone asks, uh, you know, uh, Putin or his spokesman, are Russians in this area? He's like, no, of course not. You know, a bunch of people that are on vacation or whatever. That's that's what
3: they typically where, say. Where they'll, it's they'll the Wagner Accidentally group. shoot down a plane with a rocket launcher and then just hand it to a drunk and like ah, they don't even, look. The peasants are shooting.
2: Amazing yeah. how they always get away with that. They're like, nope, what nuts? are like, we see them right there. There's video of them. Nope, definitely not Russian. You're like, how do you get away with this?
0: Well, same way
1: that the media got away with it last week with the Covington Catholic school.
0: That's a great point. So, what should we be on the lookout? Well, here, Jason.
2: Now they're, I, I think I said this last week, but now they're definitely, he's in, Maduro is in coup, uh, coup I guess, prevention mode right now. Um, internet, I just checked the internet outages uh, about six hours ago or so, and internet is still not available or going down in larger numbers all throughout Venezuela. Um, cable TV, um, all those, uh, radio, those will be the last to go, but if those start to go, then you're seeing them advance into, you know, they've gotten word that a coup might be imminent. So then they'll start closing down certain military bases. You got to shut down the media, the military, and money. You'll start seeing banks close down. So They don't want people drawing out money, paying other people off. You'll see when you start once you start seeing those three dominoes fall, we're about to see something big happen.
0: Yay, socialism! Who do you,
2: who do, who do you think wins in this one? The West um, or the East? Um, I I, got to think that democracy wins in in the day. I got to think that, you know, just uh, you got to think that they've reached that point for some countries and some people. It takes longer. Um, Authoritarianism is hard to, you know, hard to put down. It just depends on how brutal they are. Maduro has been very, very brutal. And Chavez was also very, very brutal. Mm -hmm. But um, I I have to think that they've got enough support. They've got enough international support and backing on this if they can just convince more and more of the military to defect. They can just do that. And that's what they're trying to do right now. They're actually going, they're they're delivering leaflets to military bases. They're slipping it under the gates to say, hey, you've got amnesty. If you join our cause, you've got amnesty. But what they've got is they've got the the majors, the colonels. Those people have all been cut in. So they've got to somehow believe that their their major or colonel is not going to shoot them as they walk out the door. And that's not an easy thing to do. If you want liberty, you have to be willing to fight for it. You can't just be willing to stand out there and say, I want it. That that doesn't do anything. You have to be able to fight for it.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll be sure to keep an eye on that. Andrew, you said your top story is alcohol and power. Alcohol and, I am and here power. For it.
1: <laughs> Thank you. There Tuesday are, night at the ballpark. <laughs> alcohol and power
3: night. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to begin with a premise that you own your esophagus. And whatever you want to pour down, it is your business as long as you're not driving or, you know, like ruining your lawnmower or something and crashing into a mailbox. It's, it's you own you. As long you. as
0: you're not putting anyone else in danger. Exactly.
3: This is a better way of putting right. it. Thank yeah, you. you that's, a, that's a more succinct I don't say, know why I would have a What is go. your problem with somebody ruining their lawnmower? <laughs> their
0: lawnmower,
3: right. <laughs> as <laughs> as, as <laughs> long as it's their as mailbox. It's your lawnmower and it's your mailbox. It's go fine. For it. yeah. you, everyone needs a hobby. Right. Uh, so when you, when you get to a state-to-state level, there's all these weird Alcohol laws that are still on the books. Oklahoma, where I'm from, we kept proib- we kept prohibition going to like 1956 or so. Like we just went strong with it, and we also like we were still drinking. Like you know, like the the mayor would go to like the the VFW and they'd have a kegger, and then they'd call the cops to let them know to come bust it up, and they'd all scatter. So uh,
1: it, was, it was like that. In uh, I I'd go to church in in Idaho, um, across from my ranch, and you know where the church is. Right across the street is an old saloon, and they. <laughs> And they would all go out of church, and the Mormons they would all go over to the saloon. Some, not all of them, but some of the Mormons would go over to the saloon. And they're just like, "Look, it's the West. I got God and everything, but I need whiskey." <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 there should be an "I'm a cowboy" defense. I know. I, like, I know I, I, I I'm
2: gonna,
3: if I, if I were a bishop, I
1: would not give. I a have bit of a... been with cattle for a week.
3: <laughs> So there's, there are all these weird uh, books that are, uh, laws that are still on the books. And uh, one of them just fell down in Virginia, which I'm excited about because these irritate me so much. So in Virginia and in Massachusetts as well, it's been illegal for years to advertise. Actually, in, in, in Massachusetts, you can't have happy hour. You can't do that. They're going to interfere with the business. In Virginia, you can have happy hour. You can't advertise it. It's illegal to do that. And it's this weird thing, too, where you can say, we're going to have half-off drinks. But you by law can't say, I'm going to have two-for-one drinks. Uh, there's lots of gag orders like that. They're that in the works. Um, Virginia, I think they've got the ABC, the the Alcohol Bureau or Al- Al- Alcohol Bureau Commission, which I think means they've got socialist liquor stores. I think I know Pennsylvania does that. Pennsylvania Washington has, State. yeah, like the, which. If, if there's one thing the government doesn't need to do, it's supply liquor. We can handle that government. Thank you. We're on on top of that. Uh, A a, a gentleman in Virginia, in the D.C. area, he owns three restaurants. Two of them are in D.C. One of them is in Virginia. And he sued the state of Virginia going, look, I want to just be able to use the same advertising for these three places. It makes sense for me to have hey it 's Thursday night we have two for one drinks, and i can 't do that in virginia it 's hurting me i 'm actually kind of impressed that he did he went the economic route from what I can tell rather than the free speech route just because i, I don 't think we should overdo that um, for fear that that might become more difficult to use in, in actual freedom of expression cases anyway, what happened was the state legislatures all but struck down this this uh, requirement they 've the, the house the Senate or the House of Delegates, the House of Burgesses, I can't remember, the uh, Virginia, Virginia, they've, they've struck it down. It's going to be signed in law. It's going to be um, destroyed. What I find interesting is the ABC, the Alcohol Bureau Commission, or whatever that, that acronym is, um, initially came out swinging against this. And then when it looked like they were going to lose, went, uh, actually, yes, okay, yes, um, legislature, we think you should remove this law. And this is an interesting position for them to adopt because they're going, on the one hand, this law protects people from death. Because if you advertise happy hour, there'll be more drunk drivers and therefore people will die. And then when they were about to lose it, they swung against it. And it seems to me the reason that they they have kind of thrown this law under the bus is they still want to maintain that paternal power over speech and commerce in general. They don't want to forfeit that. And they're afraid if it actually got through the court system that they'd lose and they'd lose that power. And the way government works, it doesn't want to give up power. Human beings in general, if, if I have power, I'm very unlikely to just forfeit that power. It's the same thing with institutions, and it's particularly true of government. When you've got that power, you don't want to let it loose. So uh, I take this as a, as a fair warning to watch your whiskey and watch the government.
2: Are these old laws? Because, like, you know, there's always like a law that says you can't. Yeah, give a bath to a hairless yeah, cat yeah, in public. Yeah, yeah. With yeah but as
0: happy hour, how old can that I'm be? Not, I, I don't <laughs> know. I
3: don't know when they instituted my,
1: my guess is it's old because a lot of these are, are very old yeah, laws. Who walked in, Who kicked open the door of a saloon and went, "I'm here for happy hour."
0: Thank you. <laughs>
1: It has to be relatively new. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. There are a lot of cowboys talking about Sunday fun day. (laughs) I I just don't hear the spurs going
0: chink, chink,
1: chink. Give me your two for one <laughs> I love
3: pina coladas and puns. Give <laughs> them here. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure when the law's from, but uh, but there, there are there is a big crop of these kind of things. I would love for for Pennsylvania's um, liquor uh, liquor board to collapse because they've got like a like a Soviet style liquor system. There's also all sorts of crony capitalism that goes on. A lot of states have a, dist- a distributor board that basically just decides which of their buddies can actually sell alcohol and which can't. So there's, there's a lot of graft and a lot of
1: paternalism, and I. You know, I have to look up for tomorrow, uh, um, as I was just thinking, these liquor boards are ridiculous the The, the whole alcohol tobacco and firearms thing is just ridiculous. Uh, you know most of that stuff was started because prohibition was pulled off, and so as soon as they stopped prohibition, instead of firing all those people, they just look for other things to ban yeah. That's when they banned pot and, and everything else and I 'll have to do the research on it, but I have a feeling when I say that. Me, (laughs) yeah. um, Have have
0: Jason (laughs) Jason do the
1: research on that, but um, uh, you know they they weren't they weren't uh, there was no law against morphine and morphine when it first came out morphine sorry heroin heroin was made first by the Bayer Aspirin Company and they did (laughs) I love this they made it for alcoholics because alcoholics at the time were. Uh, deemed incurable. But if you took this new medicine from Bear, you'll never want to drink again. Well, yes, you're addicted to heroin now. So far, the logic's flawless. Right, (laughs) right. right. Uh, However, I don't think that it was the United States government or any government that stopped that. I think it was everybody going... Oh, okay. This is worse than being addicted to alcohol, um, but I'd have to check. I, I just don't think we need all of these things, and they all come from the progressive era. All of them.
0: Yeah, it's it's also uh, before we go. It's also not teaching people uh, to maybe I don't know be accountable for. Yeah,
3: their I actions. agree. I mean, that, that's like I'm kind of like I'm I'm willing to. I, I have more, more leeway in my, my mental bandwidth to talk to people about, like, hey, we need to spend money to help these people. I'm like, okay, there's, that's a conversation, but I'm willing to engage in that conversation of, like, government expenditures for, for social welfare projects. When it just comes to, like, hey, people are stupid, shut up, and mind your betters, I don't have any time for that. I don't, I don't like government paternalism. I, I think it's, it's antithetical to what we were founded on. It's antithetical to my political philosophy.
1: Anybody ever go to the south rim of the,
3: of the uh, Grand Canyon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know which rim I was on. I went to yeah, the I've U.S. side to the or the
1: Native Maid, American. Uh, I assume the US, U.S. side. U.S. Okay, so that's the North Rim. Uh, the South Rim is run by the Navajo Indian Tribe, and they're the ones that have that gigantic glass platform that comes out over the canyon that will
0: freak you out. You did not pay me enough money to
1: go. Oh, home. it was it's crazy cool. Freaky. Were you with me? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember they didn't have? They had. They have no fences at the edge of the canyon. None. It's just like parking lot, gravel, cliff. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I look over the cliff and I said to the guy, I said, uh, how many people fall over the cliff? And he said, zero. And I said, how is that possible? And he said, because when there's nothing there, everyone knows stay away from the cliff. He said, in your country, which was wild to hear, in your country... You put up these walls, and everyone assumes, well, if it's if it's high enough, if it's not too high, and I can actually climb over it, they would never build a wall that I could climb over. It's got to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> the, people are not as dumb. We make them stupid. Yep. We make them stupid. Yeah. Amen.
0: Mm. Uh, all right. Today's poll question: With the abundance of female candidates who have announced their presidential campaign so far. Do you think 2020 is the year we elect a female president? Good chance. What, Kamala Harris? hmm Stop it. Good chance. Stop it. What do you think, Jason?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: I, but I, I don't know. I, I still think Joe Biden would have had a bigger, better chance. So, listen, that, listen, but. listen.
1: Why was Donald Trump... What, what was the driving factor for a lot of people that voted for Donald Trump? Outsider. The Supreme Court. Outsider, Supreme Court. Also, Hillary Clinton. If it wasn't Hillary Clinton... I don't know if he would have won. Remember, she won the popular vote. Would she have won? Which even then is kind of a misnomer, because they're both historically unpopular candidates. Right, right. Right. And so, so many people were motivated by not her, not her. She was a monster to a lot of people. Not her. Anybody but Hillary, right? It's going to be the opposite now for the left. Anyone but Trump. So it won't matter it really won't matter. If they find somebody that they think can beat Trump, it doesn't matter how far left or even how far right they are. If, they get, if it means Donald Trump is not elected, they'll be for it. The good thing for that, though, is they're going to be eating each other because they all,
2: are, all know the same thing. So you're going to have like 15 people that have all declared and they'll, they'll do all of the oppo research for the GOP. During that primary season.
0: I can't wait. Yeah, Andrew, what do you think? Uh,
3: I think there's a very good chance, and I'll say what I would love to happen is I would love for Donald Trump to go, I have uh, completed everything I wanted to do in my first <laughs> term and have Nikki Haley run. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, oh. I, I rather
3: like Nikki Haley. I don't know a whole lot about her. What I do know, I do like. I think it would be amazing if the first woman president was a Republican yeah. and a an Im- uh, second generation, first generation immigrant. That would just, it would twist all the narratives.
1: I think oh, that, man. that
0: the Could left's I, heads oh. would just explode. They wouldn't know even where to go well, with Oh, she wouldn't
1: that. be considered a woman. They wouldn't consider her a woman.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I just don't Kamala Harris, I know I heard you guys talk about this on radio today. I don't find her relatable or likable or genuine at all from what I've seen. I she just drips of just fakeness to me personally. I don't uh, think Elizabeth Warren. I mean, fair, but that's a pretty low bar. I, just, I don't... Maybe it's just I don't, me. I Maybe don't, other women don't feel that way. Maybe. To me, as a woman, she comes off as very insincere, and it's very forced. But apparently there were 20,000 people at tomorrow. her rally that disagreed with her. I'm
1: going to have Jason do research. Uh, find the... Find the uh, I think she was on The Late Show. Uh, no. Where was she? And she was talking about... Um, music that she likes.
0: That's what I'm talking about.
1: Okay, so I want to watch that with you. okay on tomorrow's episode. I want to watch that with you because I read that entirely differently.
2: Really? I do. All right. Oh, okay, oh can I one one, one yeah, last little clear. tidbit? So, uh, because I go through uh campaign finance stuff like a nerd, mm-hmm. um I started looking at her or campaign finance, I know. Um I started looking at hers. Her guess who her biggest donor was uh, over the last campaign? It was uh, the I can't remember. It's Warner Entertainment Group or whatever. It's CNN. Huh. So I just saw they're the only. She's they've all, the only person they've given a town hall for out of all of the uh, out of all the other candidates is Kamala Harris. They were the, her top donor, well over hundred thousand dollars.
3: I just thought that was interesting. It, so that was interesting. I mean, she, she's interesting. got a very good chance. She's got the she's got the right the right demographics, mm-hmm. the right background. Twenty thousand
1: people showing up. I mean, I bet my wife doesn't even know who Kamala Harris is. She doesn't follow politics. I bet she doesn't even know.
0: Well, let us know what you think at The Blaze's Twitter. That is uh, at The Blaze. Don't forget The Blaze TV's special tomorrow evening. It is media meltdown. We are going to be talking about everything that's happening with the media, uh, talking about the latest events that have been happening with media bias. We've got um, a bunch of Blaze TV hosts coming in studio tomorrow. They will be in Dallas for that. We're really excited about it. Glenn, you said Bill O'Reilly is also going to be on. And
1: I've heard the possibility of Ben Shapiro also going to be be on tomorrow. So it's going to be a a large cast, a very large cast you don't want to miss.
0: Yeah, you don't want to miss it. 6 to 8 Eastern. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. All right.